We're still hanging out right here on Radio Pulpit 657 AM and this is I Am Live on a Friday evening. We are wishing you a very, very fantastic Friday evening. Now, hanging out with us in studio is Shakina Pambu and we're going to be having a wonderful conversation with her about what exactly does it mean and how challenging is it to be a creative, especially being a creative under your own umbrella because you call the rules, you decide when to start working, you decide when to stop um, it's something i feel we need to learn to empathize with um, a lot but anyways how are you doing i'm great i hope you're doing well i'm, I'm good i'm good i'm good how's winter treating you oh wow i think for the first time in my life i can actually say i'm prepared is it is it oh wow i'm wow. prepared like i'm noticing with the people around me like yo today's cold now i'm like guys it's winter <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> so i'm dealing with it quite well shame i love that i've never mm-hmm. actually thought of it that way that winter is something you should be prepared for i guess clothes wise um yeah mentality like yeah, okay i can't yeah. wear that dress i like today just because i get, I get flu you. and it's not the time for that these completely, days <laughs> completely now tell me this right um i honestly i think every person that pursues um anything in the creative space is brave um and it, you know like there's there's a lot of things that is said about people who lean more to being towards being creative mm-hmm. i don't think people understand how it's like to actually create something and then send it to people and hope they like it. Mm. Do you ever get like, like nervous in terms of designing something and then sending it to a person? Absolutely. I think especially for us designers, um, we have to, when you were trained, at least I studied for graphic design. I don't know how it is for people who didn't do a formal training. Yeah. But um, I guess the... The most primary way an artist learns to mm-hmm. produce art is mm-hmm. from a, a a place of personal inspiration. So you just basically put your heart into it. Mm-hmm. But in the mm-hmm. designer space, you kind of have to take your heart away from it. Because it's not like an artist where they paint how they feel and they paint their feelings. They have ownership over the thing they made. Mm-hmm. As a designer, you have to step back personally and try to give the client what they're looking for in a work. So even though you gain your confidence by your level of skill and how much your client likes the work, mm-hmm. you also have to distance yourself from it and say, listen, this is your vision, yeah. your criticism of the way I interpreted that is this vision. very interesting has nothing to do with me and it's a journey to get there because when you i I know for myself i can't speak for other designers when i started designing okay um, wait wait before going there right (laughs) let's first of all just break down what are the things that you i'm going to use the word specialize but i Mm -hmm. realize that specialize makes it sound like you know you're the specialist (laughs) Uh, but what are the things that you're currently specializing in or um, um in pursuit of right now um, it's such a tricky question you asked me. It's a good yeah. question because in my journey, I went from specializing only in graphic design, print media. Yeah. But then I broadened it to multimedia. So it's not just print media. There's videography, photography, 
animation, uh, web building, and other things below that. So oh. I guess I'd s- I would say that I specialize in visual communication in different forms. Oh, so you're so, in visual communication. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yes. Uh, what does visual communication look like? It in so it's first of all you spoke of web design. Yes. You spoke yes. of um, design. Yes. Which yes. basically graphic design. Graphic design in general. Yes. Um, and video. Yes, video, okay. videography, editing, animation. Then there is photography as well. I'm I'm hanging out with the studio <laughs> here. It's a, it's a studio house right here. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right, awesome. Um, yeah. So the one thing I wanted us to talk about actually is a dilemma that you have, which which mm. I honestly feel like is something that a lot of people out there pursue things that they genuinely love. Like you love the thing, mm-hmm. but now there are other things that surround the thing that you're pursuing mm. and you're not interested in those things. And you sort of have to challenge yourself to fall in love with them. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, so um, you and I were having the conversation earlier about how you are now having to deal with people yes. and have people <laughs> skills, right? Yes. Which is not, it doesn't come naturally mm-hmm, for you, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like it doesn't come naturally for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, but not not to you know take for granted your mm-hmm, journey mm-hmm. Uh, but tell me about how 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 hard first of all has it been for you mm-hmm. um, and then how you're working towards getting used to that um, Wow I think when I first started um, I my journey with my uh, what I do now started when I started university when I went to TUT and I studied uh, graphic design under multimedia. Yeah. And the sort of deception that happens when you're studying for it is mm-hmm. that you're doing it in an in an isolated way. Yeah. You know, you're not yeah. really counting on other people to inspire that project. So you're constantly by yourself, mm-hmm. all the resources, all mm-hmm. the ideas, you're relying mm-hmm. on yourself and if I can be bold and say a lot of my graphic slash multimedia peers were just as introverted as I was. So it was easy to relate with them. They know what you're talking about. Then you we go all don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for your honesty. Because yeah. um, then we go out into the world and you meet all these different types of personalities and mm, they're separated mm. by industry. There are different ways that people interact with one another. Um, people have their own personal preferences as well. So mm-hmm. you find, I think the most challenging way to relate um, as a visual, I like to call myself a visual communicator, but as a multimedia yeah. designer, yeah. now you have to relate your personal style of designing to that person's personality, to oh. that person's industry, to that person's personal infra- um, interests, yeah. and that personal yeah. preference that they have. Yeah. You have to transfer your skill, which was very deeply rooted in your own personal style and preferences, mm. and open it mm. up to their vision. So that on itself is its own exercise, mm. but now you must learn to engage them in conversation with regards to different things. Engage them in conversations about what you are and you are not comfortable with. Yeah. Engage them on just basically how you can work with them, just interpersonal skills. And 
at times um, because bad mm-hmm. things happen, it gets exhausting and then it affects your uh, sort of morale towards the project. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you're not paying attention, you can end up resenting your work <laughs> because you're resenting all the other things that come around it. The yeah. planning, the, the I think, everything. I think it's something that uh, a lot of people can relate to. And I, I'm saying that because I spent a lot of my um, career in sales mm. uh, of my time working in sales right and in sales you find a lot of sales people can be very aggressive um, and they learn to not take things personally over time mm. you sort of your skin thickens so as a result like we we and I say we you know including myself but I'm not I, I don't believe I'd like to believe I haven't gone to that extent but because every day you're getting no's you get to this point where you like just in it for the job right mm-hmm, you come in mm-hmm. you ask a question you get the no you leave mm-hmm, like you move mm-hmm. to the next one um, and obviously this is also an attitude that we see in salespeople a lot in as much as we don't like salespeople often we forget that the companies that exist and that we That's sometimes true. are able to work at in is because of those salespeople mm-hmm. who have had to learn to harden themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I want to find out from you um, is how challenging or difficult have you found it to have to balance all the number of visual communication um, mediums that you use? The balance. The balance. I think it all depends on what the client thinks they need the visual okay. media so for. So for you, it's about the client. It's about the client. That's what makes <laughs> it easy for you. It's not yeah. like, you know what, I feel like yes, yes. making a video. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, I need this. Can you do this for me? If it's outside of my area of, of skill yeah. and expertise, then I'll say, listen, I can't help you. I know someone who can do a better job for me. I think that the balancing act for me comes to when I'm now marketing myself which mm-hmm. very honestly needs so much work. I, I think know exactly what you mean. I can do a brand, a corporate identity for anybody else mm. except myself. Because wow. how do I package all of that in something that is digestible for a client and someone who knows nothing about what I do? Mm. There's a lot of thinking that goes into it. So do I put all my videos? Do I put Oh my point like how do I oh. market everything that I do cuz not everybody has ever heard about what I do. Yeah. Everyone yeah. just thinks oh she works with computers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I understand, yeah. That's actually so. another thing that's challenging about what you do because I've noticed, right? Um, in the little bit of artistic work that I've done, I've realized that people don't understand. When people don't understand how something works, mm-hmm. they have this idea in their mind that you can just go on your computer and punch a few <laughs> buttons <laughs> and you're done. Like, yeah. why? what's taking you so long? <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's um, true. How do you emotionally feel about people just not understanding how much effort goes into what you do? Um, it's definitely such an inconvenience and I don't judge them anymore I think it's just something they need to be educated on so it's like hey why can't you do this in five minutes I have to sit them down and give them a very brief 
not draggy <laughs> explanation as to why. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully they understand whether or not they understand. It's now based on their character, you I know. But I know yeah. that I've made myself clear. I've communicated that. Listen, this is not a simple task. It will take how many ever, you know, mm-hmm. time. So yeah, um, I think it becomes a problem when mm-hmm. they have unrealistic expectations, knowing what I'm working with. I yeah. cannot even begin to imagine, um, like, how scary it must have been for you the day you realize, like, oh, snap, I'm doing something in the creative space. And the reason I say that is because there are so many of us who go through varsity and then we're done with varsity. Then we realize that, oh, snap, <laughs> what I just studied is actually, like, it gets real now. <laughs> yes. Now I have to I'm take on my it. own. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I cannot even begin to imagine how mm. scary that must have been for you uh, more especially because we um, I, I suppose I don't know if I, if I want to say in South Africa but I think it affects many countries um, mm. not just in South Africa like you find that people that are in anything that has to do with creativity especially if it's primarily because I mean, even accounting requires mm. some level of creativity, mm. right? You need to write the number. <laughs> I'm <Yes>. joking. <laughs> you need to write the number in a particular way. Mm. But in as much as it's a very, um, you know, um, cognitive um, a skill or mm. industry, but it does have a level of creativity. However, yours is primarily creative. Um, mm. and, and, and the client gets to judge. And... I don't know, because I know also creativity is something that's very personal, but we'll get to that a bit later. For now, I just want to find out how was your experience when you finally like were in varsity and that realization hit you that I'm doing something in the creative space (laughs) and you realize that I'm going to actually have to make a living off of Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. Um, How was that? How was that realization? Um, I think that realization came with my decision Mm -hmm. to actually start my own sort of production company, my own graphics company. Because the initial plan, plan A in my life was let me find this really great company and work for them. Mm. But um, upon in that journey of trying to look for a job, you realize that um, they hire you based on how well you fit with their people. I see. I see. And so... It's in that space, that personal sort of um, criteria that they're Mm -hmm. looking for, that you realize either I have to fit in with that crowd or my skill is going to have to speak for me the way a create, like, just like any other creative out there. Yeah. And that's when, you know, the fear comes in. Am I good enough? How do I make it in this world by myself? Mm. And then when I finally decided to go off on my own, the challenge was then, okay, I believe that I have a skill that's unique. Mm. How do I then put myself out there? It is extremely paralyzing. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. But you get to a place where you basically have to understand that what you offer, nobody else can. Even if exactly. there are a million of you, yeah. um, that shouldn't even stop you. There's always a space for you for what you can provide. No one can do it like you. So everybody can make a video like me. Yeah. But I know that there's no one who edits my videos exactly like me. And it's that little margin of hope Mm. that you just hold on to as a creative. I understand exactly. Because if Michael Jackson thought, 
And I'm just using it as an example. So many other groups exist. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he may not have ever thought. I mean, his story is different, but the point oh, is... Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, there's just that little margin of hope that um, keeps me going. That I margin that, that I offer something unique. I offer a vision. Thinking back to when you were in varsity mm. um, and like after having gone through everything you've gone through right now, you can't. I'd I, I prefer an honest answer, but yes. <laughs> you know, I'll leave it. I'll leave it up to you. Um, would you do it again? All over again. Are you serious? I would do it all. Like I learned, you're genuinely so, brave. I am so astonished at how much I learned about myself in varsity, mm. and and it's not because I went through all these different adventures. A lot of bad things happened personally yeah, in varsity, yeah. but it's in those times I look back and I it's such a rich pool of information about how I deal with life and other people and what I can learn from that and improve from. Mm. So, um I would do that again. It's such it was such an amazing experience that oh, taught yeah. me a lot about myself and the world. Based on the work that you've done in terms of clients you've worked with, um is there a client that you can think of or work that you've done um, or situation entirely where the work you did was such a good experience that it made you think to yourself, this is why I do this. Um, And then on the other end, (laughs) the very opposite. (laughs) You don't need to give company names or Mm. any people's names. Can you share those experiences? I, I got you. Well, for the first experience that made me feel like this is why I'm here. Yeah. Um, I was in a in a safari lodge in Botswana. Mm-hmm. I was hired to just help boost this um, this uh, safari lodge's social media presence. Yeah. And the owner of the lodge had such an interesting story because he uses the lodge to finance an orphanage. Oh. And so the story that um, the story of how the lodge came to be and how it you know feeds the children in that village Mm. was so touching and it was such an enjoyable thing to visually illustrate that story, teach people about the town, you know, the the children in need and Mm. the business itself and how it just supplies the area with with so much hope Mm. and so Mm. much um, functionality and just so much economic, such a big economic injection. It was such a privilege to use my skill to educate other people on a on a business that is, you know, basically making a difference in the world. Wow. You know, um, there's so many hidden stories out there, buried talents. It's just in Gauteng alone, I've met so many small business owners and their stories behind why they started the business mm. is absolutely incredible. And I feel like the more people get to hear about these different people mm-hmm. making differences in the world yeah. the less um life gets demystified and they they have more hope mm-hmm. you know that's what mm-hmm. visual communication means to me it's telling people mm-hmm. about what other people are doing to make a difference in the world and it was probably one of the best pieces of work i've done mm-hmm. um he wanted to do a series on how this lodge keeps helping the area oh, you know I but see. because of covid <laughs> I see. I but that see. was the most exhilarating time in my work thus far and it has made me fall in love with visual communication all over again mm, no i completely get you that is an incredible story um, and I, and I think it's it's sometimes I've mentioned this before, but our parents, uh, as well mm. as the the rest of us who are not really who don't really have a passion or a neck for art, 
we we criticize those around us who are doing art mm. and how much it makes them suffer right mm. but when uh, we we then go and watch these amazing stories mm. uh, we watch series we watch actors we love them and we mm. celebrate them and we don't realize that these are the very same people, people. <laughs> that you know that we're criticizing yes, now yes. because they the ones that you're watching started somewhere mm-hmm. and someone was a you Yes. In their life, <laughs> once upon a time, and mm. I love the fact that you're you're bringing light to the fact that even though um, what you're doing, you're doing what you're doing is storytelling, mm. um, and I feel like storytelling it's it's like one of the most powerful instruments we have as human beings, uh, the power to give testimony, like you just meant mm. uh, mentioned right now, um, and it's quite interesting. All right, so the opposite. Oh wow, this was very recent <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um I've got an old pe- the oldest piece of equipment I have is uh my camera. <laughs> okay, okay. But I still use it to do a lot of things that has pushed with me. And so I came across a client just now whom I did a, a photo shoot for. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because she has very different preferences from me. Oh. That she just didn't like the result of my work. Mm. And that was not the problem. I think what became a problem was the because they, she was just so unhappy, mm-hmm. it became an attack on my character. <laughs> oh, you know, people I see. people operate and think and express themselves differently. Mm. And how she mm. felt fit to let me know that she wasn't happy with me mm. was to insinuate mm-hmm. that I had tricked her into working with me oh wow and that i think that was the most unbecoming i've ever been towards a client because wow. then i had to decide okay because i need to get paid for the work that i have done that mm. she's not happy with mm. do i sit back and take her maligning my character mm. or do i defend myself oh wow <laughs> that's wow wow and wow. i was I, I must say i was weak i defended myself i said ma'am Listen, I, I can take it. <laughs> I, I can take that you don't like my work, but we don't have to start, you know, saying things about me that are not true. Exactly. Yeah. And it was it was such an exhausting experience. Some Yo. people it, it can get exhausting. And that day, I said I had issues ever mm. since then giving mm. photo shoots again because I was like, I don't want to be told that I am. You know, dishonest I know about exactly. my skill. I know that feeling. You know? I know that feeling. Yeah, I know that. So feeling. I was, I was very hesitant, and I still kind of am. I'm thinking about it still. Mm, but you mm. know what? God will probably get me on that. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. Look, I, I completely relate to that feeling because I remember uh, once when I wanted to do photography as a side gig, as everyone does, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and I did similar thing happened, mm-hmm. uh, but. Yeah, so let me just say similar. I had a similar experience, but not to that extent, though. Mm-hmm. Not to someone defaming me mm-hmm. and talking about my character. They just, the mentioning that they didn't like the pictures. Mm-hmm. And also, there was that hint, or let me not say hint as much as there was that little pinch of, <laughs> you know, you you presented yourself as being better mm-hmm. than, you, than actually you actually turned are. out exactly, to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was a lot of that, but even though there was a, there were a whole lot of dynamics that mm. played, mm-hmm. uh, they were that played a role. But otherwise, the one thing I do remember is me thinking to myself, "This is why I don't want to do this," yes. because the thing about being in photography, right, mm. which is one of the fields that you're in, the thing about photography is that 
if for example you're capturing a person's wedding a person's birthday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a person's uh pregnancy that moment once you miss it it's uh, gone yeah you yeah. see what i mean That's true. there are there are many moments that once you've missed them they're gone mm-hmm. i mean if we're doing a photo shoot i can always say okay listen just come back mm-hmm. and let's see what we can mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. i can try and maybe i don't know we can try and work something out and yes. get you a, a reshoot mm. but if the reshoot is like a <laughs> one moment thing because it also hurts you yeah, because absolutely. you're all you know um and i think that's another thing about people whenever they're at the other end when when we're clients mm-hmm. and I'm, i say let me say we when we, we're yes. clients we forget that the people that are producing the product are people mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. you know and not everyone who does a bad job is actually out to destroy your yes, life yes. you know <laughs> yeah so um just give us your handles where can people check out your work and check you out you can check out my work at picturesque by shakina on instagram you can also check out uh, shakina underscore vision on instagram as well mm-hmm. it's not a full page unfortunately but you can click the link it leads you to my website where i've done some of my work as well so okay those are awesome. two places you can find me. awesome awesome <laughs> spell shakina s-h-e-k-i-a uh, K-I-N-A-H There we go <laughs> Shakina Chilling with yeah. us here in studio It is a beautiful Friday evening And we are heading straight into the weekend Do not go anywhere Because we've still got a lot more in store for you And also having our discussion It's Youth Month So we're talking about the youth And coming to understand what it means to be a Gen Z As well as a Millennial So do stay tuned